you know, if that's the thing that, that you want to do, or, you know, somebody's uncle is, you know, one of the man nanas or their Nana is a banana Nana, then like, mm-hmm. cool. You're going to bring people into the ballpark just to watch that. All right, welcome to Walking Off, brought to you by Blue Wire Hustle. I am Francisco. He is Todd. On tonight's show, we talk about the Brewers getting swept, awesome mascots, and more. Plus, we introduce a new segment called the Triple Play. If you have not subscribed yet, please press that subscribe button wherever you find your podcast. I've subscribed. Todd has subscribed. All the cool kids are subscribing. You should as well. So take a moment, like, subscribe, uh, and review on anywhere you find your podcasts, as well as YouTube and Facebook. Uh, thank you for your support, and uh, let's go ahead and get started. Todd, how are you doing tonight? I am doing pretty fantastic, aside from uh, that first inning that uh, Brandon Woodruff had. I'm I'm doing fantastic tonight. Yeah, it, um, it wasn't the best start um, by any, by any uh, sense of that word. Um, did he give up a, a grand slam, a couple other runs? And I feel like this team that we're playing, we had a good chance to kind of bounce back. Um, but there's a good chance we'll lose four in a row. And the Cubs had been kind of matching us win for win, loss for loss. Uh, but today they broke pattern and they are winning as of now. I don't think that score has changed since I saw it last. So uh, two to nothing will... in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. Okay. Yep. So they'll probably win. Um, and then we'll be a game back. And the Reds, like they're creeping up. They they have some momentum. I know they're one of the better teams so far this month in baseball. So um yeah, I mean the, the division's getting tighter. I didn't think the Reds were gonna really be a factor so far, but uh with their offense that they have, they just need to get a little bit of pitching and they have some arms, they just gotta kinda put it together. And uh it can be a really competitive, uh competitive four team race, I guess, if the Cardinals um, somehow find somebody to throw because they have no starting pitchers at the moment. Yeah, I was thinking about putting a call in. I think I've got a couple of innings left in my arm. Yeah, I mean, after last Friday when you were, you know, what, four for four or five for five, whatever you were. Three uh, for four with five RBIs. There you go. I mean, could you pitch? Can you, can you pitch for them? Yeah, pitchers right. who rake, man. Yeah, there you go. Hashtag. Yeah, I can, I can get the ball there. Yeah, I mean, you can. Did you see those videos of um, the the twins? He plays first base, like shortstops. He plays everywhere. Um, the larger oh, gentleman, yeah. uh, Willie, the, the, the turtle, the, the tortoise, or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah turtle, tortoise, tortoise, turtle. You can you can do what he does. His like sixty oh, mile sure. an hour Ephus pitch. Yeah, you got that in the bag. Yeah. So, I th- dude, but, I'm bringing a fastball at fifty five. They better watch it. Your way, you change up thirty. Yeah, give or take. <laughs> it's, it's, I will say this. It's a lot better than what I can do. So, uh, But the movement, the movement on that changeup, man, I tell you. So are you a your big sticky tack guy, spider tack? What, what's, what's your substance of choice? No comment. No comment. All right. Did yeah. you see Garrett Cole's? Uh, I, I don't uh, want to start on a side tangent, but yes, that as well. But also when his they new one where he was crying. Almost in tears, and I don't know if that's his voice. He just sounds like he kind of has that whiny voice in general. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like just listening to him, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I can just listen to this talk guy talk for much longer because his voice is, I don't well, know if he was going to cry, but he sounded Tyler, like Tyler Glass now coming out saying that the reason he got hurt is because they had to stop yeah. using grip enhancers. And it's like, sorry that you were told you can't cheat anymore. And that's what caused your injury. That makes no sense. We're gonna we're gonna get into that topic uh, coming up later, but yeah, that's I have. Uh, I'm interested to see uh, hear your thoughts on that. I know you kind of just spoke on it, but a lot to get into. A lot to get into. Well, let's go ahead and just take a look around the diamond and what we've uh, some news around the Brewers world. Uh, the Brewers had recently signed Hunter Strickland. We talked about that uh, on our last podcast. Uh, they're trying to piece together a bullpen. I know they had given up a couple of arms to the Rays, and have you seen Have you seen Fireheisen on the Rays? He's just he looks nasty. So uh, we kind of knew that was going to happen. The Rays, once they get a pitcher, um, they just turn them into it. They make a good pitcher excellent. So I and, uh, try my best whenever the Brewers trade somebody that hasn't reached their potential. I try my best to quit paying attention to them just because it, it leads to so many coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Like the people right now that are out there saying we never should have traded Jesus Aguilar. Like, he was so bad that year. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah. you couldn't have him in the lineup. Um, you know, he'd, he'd have fit right in this year. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately that year, you know, we had a much better team and he was the weak link and they were able to make a move there. Um, so you can't look back two years later and be like, man, we should have kept him. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times when we trade guys, I, I try my best not to pay attention to him just because you get stuck down those rabbit holes of like, man, what we could have had. Yeah. And there's really no way to tell what pace this was going to be. Like you said, he was having a poor year. Um, he's had such a, a resurgence and he, I mean, he should be an all-star. I would imagine he is, he might be the starting first baseman. Um, at least he was on that, that pace for a while. So, but uh, yeah, so they signed Hunter Strickland. He, had pitched for several teams. I think two teams. This is his third team this season, I believe. Uh, they also announced that they picked up right-hander Ryan Weber off of waivers. Um, he's 30 years old. He was just DFA'd by the uh, the Red Sox a couple of days ago. Uh, similar to Strickland, he's he's pitched for several several different teams. Uh, Atlanta, Seattle, Tampa Bay. Um, he was playing for Boston this season. He only got one inning in Argus. Um, uh, uh, one outing with them. He pitched 5.2 innings. Guess how many runs he gave up in just 5.2 innings? Oh, I'm guessing quite a few. 11. So he gave up 11 runs in 5.2 innings of long relief. So um, uh, I don't. That's not ideal. He'll, that's... he'll fit right in, I guess, with the uh, with what we got going on so far. But uh, yeah, so they'll put him in AAA. He has an option left. So. He will be pitching for the Sounds uh, in Nashville. They did add him to the 40-man, and they removed Chad. I don't, know, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Sabaka. Um, they got him in. Sure. Yeah, probably, I would imagine. They got him in that Arcia trade from Atlanta. So um, he did clear waivers, so he is also um, pitching for Nashville. But I don't know about you. This move doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I don't know if he'll contribute much. But I do know that the Brewers like to take a flyer on several different pitchers and see what they get. And, I mean, they didn't really give up much to get him. And, uh, you know, he's a sinker ball pitcher who can spot start and provide some long relief, which is, you know, what they may need coming up since we do have 
to get, you know, maybe just looking at today, maybe Woodruff and these are pitchers. Uh, maybe they're, maybe they're getting tired. Maybe they need a spot, you know, a spot start here and there. They've pitched already matched innings from last season. So. Yeah. And Craig's talked about wanting to use, you know, six starters through these stretches. They have been uh, on this stretch they have going right now. So it's, it's important there. And I think, you know, the more that they see a guy like Lauer go out there and just not have the stuff they need. Like if you want to run with six starters, you can't keep running one out there. That's that bad consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they definitely need to find, find a different way to go there with him. Well, when you, when you have five starters and you have the three at the top of the rotation that the Brewers do have, you can afford to have a, you know, a fourth or fifth starter who doesn't perform as well. Because when you think about it, no team really has an ace or ace-like material in their fourth oh, or fifth yeah. spot. Uh, but when you move to a six-man rotation, then those that kind of is more glaring, that weakness, because now you're not getting Freddie Peralta, you're not getting Woodruff or Burns as often because you have that extra man. So it really kind of makes the, it shows the weakness that, that they, it turns a strength into a weakness, I guess I can say, um, when you're 50% chance of the time you're throwing out a starter who isn't, you know, um, pitching that well. So we'll see what happens. Um, on some good news, Will Salmon did tweet earlier, uh, Colton Wong will go through full workout today uh, per correct counsel. And uh, he sounds optimistic that he'll be uh, in the lineup tomorrow. So that's exciting. Um, we'll know for sure after today. Uh, counsel did note that Wong, he lengthens up the lineup. With the ability to have Urias, um, you know, other spots in the order. I know he's been leading off a little bit here and there, and he hasn't been doing terrible. But when when Colton Wong's at his on his game at the lineup, it just sets the tone for the team. So it definitely yeah. will be good. And the Brewers definitely have missed his bat over um, the last couple of games here. For sure. And I want to. I just looked something up here because. Yes. The Jesus Aguilar thing has has been irritating me, and I just haven't jumped on top of it. Yeah, uh, so I used the free time that I have right now while we're recording to do this. From 2018 through 94 games in 2019, Jesus's batting average dropped almost 50 points, 49 points. His OPS dropped 196 points. Uh, his strikeout percentage was 27%. And he, uh, let's see, in roughly 40 less games, uh, he hit 35 home runs in 18. And in uh, his 94 games in 19, he hit just eight. So the power numbers dipped. The strikeouts were, were you know pretty prevalent. The OPS was garbage. The batting average was down. Um, slugging percentage went from 505 to 389, like, or no, 374. Sorry, I'm trying um, to remember, did he get injured in 18 or 19 or no? But it there's no injuries related, right? It was just, it was just uh, the production, yeah, yeah, it was just a drop in production. Um, and then he was traded and played 34 games or 37 games, um, that season. So he he played better in Tampa once he went yeah, there. But not not a ton. I mean, he hit 261, 760 OPS, four home runs in 37 games. So, but that's yeah. where you know. I mean, to keep a guy like Jesus around when he drops that significantly, like where else? Where do you put him in the lineup at that point? 
right. to to not create when you're banking on him to be a, a 30 home run and drive in a hundred runs. And he's doing neither of those on pace. Yeah. And that, and that's just how it is with teams, especially when you trade somebody to a different team. Oftentimes, like you had noted with the race, he kind of had a, a little, a little bit of a resurgence. Um, obviously not what he was in 18, but that you kind of and they were on a playoff race because I think they they're a wild card team. I want to say they beat Oakland that year, and they uh, I want to say they I don't know if they won the next series, but he was in that hunt um, with them. So it's it was a good opportunity for a you know someone who has had success to kind of get a resurgence. So and and that happens, and I'm hoping that the Brewers can uh, maybe find somebody that they can trade for who can maybe kind of um, have that spark as well. So we'll see what happens, but they do, they need to make some moves. I think uh, third base is kind of struggling, but whatever. Yeah. They won the, won the wild card game. They went 96 and 66 that year, won the wild card game against Oakland and then yeah. uh, dropped the division series to the Astros three to two. Okay. Yeah. That was the year Astros lost to the, the net. So, um, Oh, so the Brewers are kicking off a uh, four-game set against the Rockies. Uh, yeah, sorry, our... sorry for sidetracking us there. No, 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 you're good. You're good. I mean, hey, I mean, that's I... how baseball. I feel like every baseball conversation that happens, yeah, some some random player gets brought up, or some random instance or or play, and all of a sudden you're 20 minutes down a wormhole. No, that happens, and I mean, it was a good conversation. I mean, obviously, um, the uh, the Brewers are they're having a four-game set against the uh, the Rockies, and our own Wendy Hansen is there at that game. Um, I don't think she enjoys the results, but she is there, um, and uh, hopefully, the game kind of gets um, turns to a more positive note. But these two teams haven't met since back in 2019. Um, Colorado won that series five of seven, and it looks like uh, they're off to that similar start this season. Hopefully, we can bounce back. If not in this game after um, that first inning, but um, if in the next couple games and at least split the series because the, the Brewers are having some momentum and I would hate for them to kind of lose that, especially when the Cubs starting to win, the Reds are starting to win, the Cardinals are just kind of doing their thing. They're not out of it. Uh, we never know. They're a team that they're expect, they have high expectations every season. They're just kind of, uh, that team that's always there, it seems like. So I feel like they'll make some under the, you know, table move here or under the radar, I guess, and uh, get back in it. But the Brewers, uh, they do need to get a good win here. The Brewers are trying to bounce back after getting swept by the Reds and the car, uh, the Colorado Rockies just swept the Padres in a, something that no, I don't think anyone really um, expected. But I the think pa- uh, the Padres have done that, though. I mean, yeah. They- they got beat pretty handily by us, even when we were in a slow stretch. Um, they, I think the Cubs swept them when the Cubs were just starting to get hot. I mean, they play up and down, um, which is kind of strange for a team with that much talent. You would think that they could be a little bit more consistent. So it's weird to, to see them do that. It just goes to show you also, like, I know we're still miles away from playoffs, but if you get to the playoffs, even teams that are as dominant as they can be with their potential and their their talent, anybody can win in a series. So the Rockies are able to sweep them. They're still five and five in the last ten games. Um, I think the Brewers are seven and three, maybe. 
But uh, the Rockies, they have a sneaky good offense. Uh, Trevor Story, although he has been the talk of so many different trade rumors, uh, I heard, you know, we have talked about him coming to the Brewers. I think MLB Central had meant today I was watching them earlier. They were talking about him maybe possibly going to Oakland. Um, also, um, different different scenarios where he, because he is a free agent, and I know the Rockies, they, don't, they have obviously no expectations of making the playoffs this season, so they're going to have to get something from him because I don't think he's going to sign long-term there with the uh, kind of the uh, weird things going on there. So, But, um, yeah, uh, Ryan uh, McMahon uh, has six home runs, 43 RBI. Um, Blackman's looking like himself again. So there's a lot of good a lot of good hitters on that team. Um, you know, obviously, whenever we talk about Colorado, um, with the elevation and all that, their pitching kind of always seems to struggle. So hopefully we can bounce back next game. But it, speaking of games, let's go ahead and just kind of quickly, I guess, because we kind of took, took a long time to get up to this point. But uh, quickly, let's just go ahead and review the last uh, three games against the Reds. It wasn't the most exciting of, win, uh, of games, obviously. We got swept. And we never want to get swept, especially by a division opponent, right? Because then they're gaining three games on you in in the uh, the, the division. So, uh, yeah, if absolutely. You got, yeah, if you got was, that up, we can go ahead. Yeah, I do. Um, it was pretty ugly. That first game was just gross all around uh, from the start of it. Uh, Eric Lauer came out and gave up four runs real quick. Uh, all of them earned in the first two innings there, and the offense just never, they tried to keep up for a minute. Um, and it was, you know, four to two going into the seventh inning. And then Yardley happened. Um, and then in the ninth inning, Hobie Milner happened and we lost 10 to two. So not real great. Oh, for two with runners in scoring position. Brewers only had four hits in that game. Uh, jumping into, Tuesday night's game, uh, Brett Anderson, the one that we keep saying is in there somewhere, showed up. Seven innings, one hit, one walk, nine strikeouts. Guy was just dealing. Luis Castillo for the Reds looked like the Luis Castillo of old. He came in and was dominating. Uh, that game went 0-0 into extra innings. Unfortunately, Cincinnati was able to get two runs in the top of the 10th. The Brewers got one in the bottom, uh, and, and ended up dropping that one. Boxberger took the loss there, um, after Hader and Williams both had scoreless frames. And then, um, again, Brewers only had four hits in that game too. So we're looking at a total of eight hits through the first two games of the series and three runs. Things did not go much better on Wednesday. Brewers lost two to one again, this time in regulation, uh, normal amount of innings there. They did put up five hits in that one. And Freddie Peralta was dealing, uh, seven innings, five hits, two earned runs and six strikeouts. And then, uh, Trevor Richards came in another strong outing for him, two innings, no earned runs, one hit, two walks, two strikeouts. So it's good to see him starting to get back friend of show Trevor yeah. Richards, uh, what up, pal? I'm sure he's got us on uh, in the dugout right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we we just we email him a live stream to the show, yeah, uh, because he just he requested it uh, telepathically yep. in my dreams one night. So 
we make that happen for him. Everybody else has to wait until we're done with this, but shout out Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so five hits in that one. They were two for 20 with runners in scoring position uh, in that series, which is not good by any stretch of the imagination, um, nor is having 13 hits. That was that was math I just did right there on the fly, too. I'm proud of um, you, actually. I was trying to do that in my head, but yeah, obviously California education. Yep, no, it's all right up here, man. Calculator, as long as it's a uh, single digit edition, I'm I'm your guy. Yeah, I have I can count up to ten if as long as I use my hands. So killing it. Uh yeah, but yeah, that was the series, and I think we can close the book on that and just move on from it. Uh I think we have another segment coming up. So let's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's I don't have anything else to say, so no, no, unless no, no. you do. Nope, not at all. It's one of those series where you just kind of want to put in the revere, revere, rearview mirror and uh, kind of forget about it. Um, and we were hoping we can get a bounce back. I think we still can obviously take three or four. We do have Lauer and um, I can't think of the other Hauser pitching at the end of this, uh, at the end of these, the series. So hopefully um, <laughs> we don't get, uh, we're not going to lose three or four here, but. Um, so yeah, the new segment, new segment called the triple play, uh, three topics, three minutes, each topic. I'm going to go ahead and give you a topic and I just want to hear you talk about it and I will let you know when your time is up. Some of these may be more serious. Some of these may be a little humorous, but, uh, yeah, our first topic, let me get my stopwatch here. And our I'm first talk. Go I, ahead. I, do I have to use the full three minutes? Um, you don't. I, I can I can be long winded, but just looking at the you you've given me hints of what these are. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna and, yeah. And I'm, I'm not I'm not sure that I know what what exactly we're talking All right, about so until off, you off explain the top it. Of my head, I will say this: there. So it's MLB rule changes, Dinger and Banana Babies. Yeah. And just <laughs> just looking at that, you may think, what is this? But we're gonna get into it, and it's so it's three topics from around baseball or things related to baseball. So the first one is the MLB rule changes. And we kind of talked about how Glassnell was upset that the Brewers had changed the, the rules halfway through the season. And I, I, I agree with him. I think it's kind of weird. But I want to get your thoughts on MLB changing the rules in the middle of the season as opposed to, you know, whenever. And your time starts now. Yeah, I mean, MLB has messed this whole sticky grip uh, spider tax situation from the jump. Rob Manfred still has not made a statement publicly about this um, or, or held a press conference, at least in taking any questions. We know that the baseballs have been being doctored over the last couple of years. So this is a culmination of a number of things that are happening outside of pitchers consistently looking for that edge. Um, I understand what they're talking about when that, when it's dry, especially early in the season, your hands dry, the balls dry. You can't get a grip on that. You see guys constantly licking their hands. I know myself as a player, that was something I was always doing. Um, when it gets warmer out, you get some of that moisture. Spider or uh, sunscreen and rosin are more than enough to get you that grip that you're looking for, right? To to be able to to command it to the area that you want it to go to. Uh, without giving you 
a crazy advantage. Now, when you jump into spider tech and, you know, anything like that, you're increasing your spin rate at that point. And there's so much proof of everybody doing it. The pitchers haven't even been trying to hide it. Uh, my issue with them doing something right now in the middle of the season is that a couple of years ago when offense was jumping, you know, through the roof, balls were flying out of the ballpark at record rates. Uh, it was, you know, just pure insanity. Where was MLB then to make a rule change that, okay, something's wrong. The pitchers are at a disadvantage. We can't have this. Um, you know, the, the one thing is that that concerns me with this, where I can see MLB jumping in is that guys are getting hit at a much higher rate. Pitchers are throwing a lot harder and it's, you know, and working up in the zone. Um, so we've seen already this year, a few guys, it used to be rare to see a guy get hit in the face and we're seeing it a lot this year. Uh, I think there's three off the top of my head. Um, so right there, you, you've got to make some changes for safety at that point. And these pitchers that are complaining now that, you know, they're getting hurt and it's hard for them. I mean, they're not the victim in this situation. You're a major league pitcher, figure out how to do it. How much time do I have left? Uh, you have 20 seconds. Uh, I'm just going to take the rest of this 20 seconds to say that Rob Manfred is a terrible commissioner, uh, has been, has been for years. And it would be great if baseball had a commissioner that actually cared about the game of baseball. Yeah. I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more on that. And that takes us right to exactly. Oh my God. The Brewers are playing like the pirates right now. 30, 30. <laughs> three minutes. All right. Next topic that I want to discuss. And that was good. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree with you. I think um, while I understand Tyler's kind of, it sound, kind of sound like he would, you know, he's making excuses. Um, but at the same time, when you're told, when you do something half the season and MLB just looked the, the entire, they just looked the other way. They didn't care. And now all of a sudden they're cracking down on it. It, it can be kind of frustrating as a, as a pitcher because like he said in one of his little rants that most pitchers, your favorite pitcher is probably using some form of substance. And it may not be spider tech or sticky tech, whatever it is, but it may be some sort of, um, you know, sunscreen or rosin or whatever. But moving on to the next topic, um, let me look here. Where am we at? Oh, Dinger. So uh, I was trying to pull this up, but I guess I won't be able to do it in time. But the... The Rockies, uh, since we are playing Colorado, uh, their Rocky, their mascot is named Dinger, and this is a. Um, today is the our mascot day, so I have a couple different things about mascots that were that I want to talk about. But their their uh, mascot is named Dinger. He is a dinosaur who um, was named Dinger, and he was a dinosaur because of a dinosaur dinosaur skull that was found on the stadium grounds while it was being built. So you don't need to take three minutes if you don't want to, but just go ahead and talk about mascots. I just want to hear your opinion on mascots. Honestly, I am kind of <laughs> just a grouch when it comes to most things fun in a stadium. Uh, but mascots are not one of them. I, I love mascots. Uh, I think, my favorite of all time is Bucky Badger, the the Wisconsin Badgers mascot. I love Bucky. Um, always out there high fiving the kids, doing push ups, skating around at at uh, hockey games, doing handstands on the ice. I mean, who who else do you see doing that? 
Um, Bernie the Brewer, I mean, you could be a little bit more imaginative with that. You know, you always you always think like baseball mascots. I want the Philly fanatic, you know, somebody that's out there creating issues, having problems. I want to messing with the other team, maybe not stealing uh, four wheelers and riding them across the outfield. Uh, that seems a little dangerous, but there's there's a ton out there. What does irritate me about mascots, though, is that I feel like every team has like six right? Like the brewers have not just Bernie, but then there's barrel man and there's the sausages. Um, you know, well, those, you are, those are mascots, but well, they're not, they're not team mascots, but they're, they're people walking around in costumes at the stadium, which if you're not the main mascot, that's kind of creepy. Um, yeah. I, I can't wear a costume to the stadium as far as I know. Um, Maybe I'll try next. I, I've seen it. I've seen it done actually at several. I feel like I see that on TV every once in a while. But here is a, a picture of our guy, uh, Dinger or not Dinger. Um, yeah, Dinger, the mascot of the Rockies. Cool mascot. I will say this as far as as far as mascots go, he's a he's a good looking mascot. There. Do you have anything I, else you want to say? You have about a minute left. I believe they have a mascot as well. The Rockies. Uh, yeah, I don't think Dinger is single. Oh, he's not uh, single and ready to mingle. Well, look it up. We this is uh, some uh, information we definitely got to know. I know our listeners are are down to hear this. Uh, looking this up, I don't know if this is official, but I saw Gritney. Apparently, oh Gritty has a girlfriend as well. Um, which is yeah. Here's a picture of him. What's her name? Dina or Dinah. Dina, Dina. Okay. Dinah Dinger. Yep. Right. She's also, she also appears to be a triceratops. So we're not interspecies mingling, no. um, which I think for evolution, like I've seen Jurassic Park. Let's not do that. It never ends well. All right. Well, hey, no, that's good. Uh, I uh, appreciate you going off there and uh, talking about some, some mascots. I, I will say this when it comes to mascots, I enjoy them. I do agree with you. Uh, I wish. Um, because and he's in a chalet the whole time, and he's so, so far up there, he's not really doing much. He'll wave a flag or slide down. But I like a mascot who kind of mingles with the fans. Um, oh. You see some of them on like the the tarps, kind of dancing in the middle of a uh, middle of the game, kind of getting the crowd all pumped up. He's so far away, you know. We don't really like when I was a kid growing up in Oakland. Like me and my sisters, we would chase Dumper around the whole coliseum trying to take pictures with him, and that was like our our highlight of the game. And like I feel like. I know he's up there waiting for a home run, and with this team, he doesn't get to do much up there. But, but I, uh, so. so I was at uh, Diamondbacks Brewers game last year, and it was Baxter the Bobcat's birthday. Hmm. And let me tell you what was awesome. I bet there were like twenty five mascots that showed up for his birthday party. Um, they have the the um, race there that it's um, what is it? Matt Reynolds, Randy Johnson, Luis Gonzalez, and one other guy. They do the big head races. Mm -hmm. um, so they were all there. They had the whatever the the ASU and the University of Arizona, the Grand Canyon University mascot was there. Um, the gorilla from the Suns, the the Cardinals mascot. It was cool, and they they all were in the stands going around shaking hands, patting babies on the head, not the soft spot. 
um, all, all that stuff. So that was cool. Yeah, no, I, I think that's awesome. And I, um, I was actually looking while I was kind of putting this all together as well as some other topics. I was just looking at the different mascots and some of them are um, interesting looking. A lot of them kind of stole the whole Philly Fanatics kind of style and outlook and kind of ran with that. I wish there was a little bit more maybe uniqueness in some of them, but I do I do appreciate the the backstory on some some of them, just kind of how they how they came up with them. I think several of them, including Nationals, um, were like, and maybe the Mariners as well, were uh, asked they asked like elementary school students to draw a design and pick out the name and the stuff. So um, I think that's kind of cool too when you can incorporate the the community and picking out the mascot. So that's always. Always cool. So the last topic for this, and you have three minutes, and this is something you maybe never have heard of, but um, it's, uh, what is the, uh, the title for this one? Oh, so Banana Babies. Okay. So have you heard of uh, the Savannah Bananas? I have, and I'm glad that this is what this is about because okay. I actually read an article on them earlier today. Oh, and I, this. And I love these guys. All right, so they are, if you have not heard about them, look them up, Google them, YouTube them. They have the coolest things ever. So they are a uh, baseball team that plays in the Coastal uh, Play League uh, Collegiate. Um, they began in 2016, and since then, in 2017, 18, and 19, they have, uh, they're on an 88-game sellout streak, and they have sold out every game for those three seasons. Um, they do a, cool, a bunch of cool things. For example, they have a dancing first-base coach. Um, check that out. They have an annual tradition of playing one game a season in kilts. So all the baseball players are in kilts. And then they have a cheerleading squad called the Man Nanas, which is a which is made up of several uh, out-of-shape middle-aged men. And then they have a dance team called the Banana Nanas, which consists of women in their late 60s. So they and the, they do a bunch of random different things like that. So um, each, each game, and this is what we're going to get to here, each game they begin at home by wrapping up an infant in a banana outfit and they raise the baby to the sky like Simba, which is just the coolest thing ever. Um, and up to 30 babies are usually waiting to partake in this ritual. And some of them haven't even been born yet. Um, there is a waiting list, um, which is not uncommon <laughs> for women to request to be placed on that list immediately learning after learning that they're pregnant. So this is a yeah, cool Francisco. Thing. You've got one on the way. Are you on the got list? Got one on the way. I am not on the list because I don't. <laughs> I don't even know. They're not even in our area. But uh, if oh, if they George were local, is beautiful in the summertime, man. If they nice were and local, human. I would have my 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 uh, daughter lined up to to uh, be a baby banana. So I want to hear your takes on this team in general. Uh, their ideas that they do. Uh, maybe you can even uh, talk about the article. I guess they you were you said you were reading, but. Yeah, uh, the idea of raising the baby, and they raise it like Simba. I'm going to look up a picture right now while you're um, talking, and I will throw that up on the on the YouTube page, uh, video. But yeah, if I you mean, are, uh, yeah, go off. Let me start the camera. I don't know uh, if I'll have three yeah. minutes on these guys because you took a lot of the talking points from Say that article um, by Alden Gonzalez. Um, you know, the man Nana's just a just these guys are having fun with it. Like Alden said. Um, it's it's baseball, but it's also part circus and part professional wrestling. Um, it's just got all kinds of stuff going on, which is something I love about like collegiate summer league baseball. Um, we've got the Northwoods League here in Wisconsin, 
uh, the Madison Mallards. Those games are always a blast to go to. I've been to a couple of cross loggers games. Um, there's just, there's always something else going on. It reminds me of what you would have seen in, you know, the past when there was more showmanship to the, the spectacle of the game, not just the game itself. Um, you know, again, there's weird mascots doing crazy stuff. Uh, I know most of the, the Northwoods league parks, uh, in Wisconsin have a spot. I know Madison, it is the duck blind, um, which is, I'm sure tickets have went up now, but it used to be like 30 bucks. All you can eat, all you can drink and be like fantastic, not just ballpark food, but like fantastic, uh, food. You get craft beer and you never really watched the game. You were just there to see how drunk you could get and then heckle that right fielder until he wanted to come out of the game. Um, it was a lot of fun when smartphones were first really hitting because you could just jump on a dude's Facebook. Nobody had any security on there. So you just jump on a dude's Facebook, talk about his sister, his mom. They'd have no idea how you knew any of this stuff about him. Uh, so that was always fun, kind of chat with those guys a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I love what, what the Savannah Bananas are doing, having fun with it, just bringing, you know, you've got to find something to appeal to the fans um, and, and to widen that base. So if it's drawing people in because, hey, we want to have our baby raised, you know, which kind of feels like a sacrifice. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if that's the thing that, that you want to do or, you know, somebody's uncle is, you know, one of the man nanas or their nana is a banana nana, then like, mm-hmm. cool, you're going to bring people into the ballpark just to watch that. Um, so I'm, I'm a fan of all of that. That's great. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, yeah, it was about, you know, 20 seconds shy of three minutes. So congrats on that for, uh, oh. being able to ramble. So yeah, you did good. And their players routinely take part in choreographed dances, yep. star in extravagant movie parodies, and they conduct their post-game interviews inside of bathroom stalls. Yep. And I'm going to throw a picture up right now of actually, that is not the picture I thought I was getting, but, um, what are your thoughts on on these women who, who don't even have their babies yet and they're still trying to get them? Because I used to work in a school and in the, in the preschool department, they would have couples come in and sign up to get pre-registered because it was a, a, at a private school. And they had, well, we saw pregnant uh, couples coming in saying they want to register for a year or two in advance, but I've never seen that happen for a baseball game where they're thinking in advance, I want my baby to be raised like Simba in the Lion King, you know? So I don't know. I think that's uh, I don't know if I would feel safe or even, can you imagine if your grandma was a dancing Anna? That'd be, you would oh, that'd be bring, bring her a show and tell at school, just, grandma, do your thing. And she just starts dancing. So um, I'm, I love it. I think, I, I think baseball needs more of that. I think we need more excitement. Rob Manfred should do a tour of all these collegiate teams. And uh, here's a designer right now. Actually, I popped it up on the YouTube channel. So you can see they're raising the baby who's wrapped up in what looks to be some sort of banana-like costume. And they just have this celebration at every home game, which I think is, again, like the coolest thing. But uh, yeah, no, that, so that's going to wrap it up for our uh, our triple play, and speaking of triple play, did you see the giant or the Yankees triple play against the uh, the yeah. Blue Jays earlier this morning, uh, this uh, evening? So that was a that was a pretty cool. song. the very rare triple play. So yep, yeah, that was triple play. And uh, now uh, before we look at 
um, the next couple of games here. I do have one more thing I want to do with you just because, uh, like I said, this is the mascot their day. And I have a couple questions I have for you that I want to see. I'm going to get, I'm going to test your knowledge of, of mascots. Cause I know you, um, probably weren't expecting this and have possibly no idea. So I am going to go ahead and pull a couple questions. Not very many. They're just a couple, um, off the top of your head. Let's see if you know, there are three teams in MLB that do not have an official mascot. Do you know which ones those are? Uh, it's tough, but uh, do the Astros I'll, have one? They do. They have um, um, orbit with the the things out of his ears. I'll say this: two of them are in California. Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah, they do not have a mascot. And the Giants. They have they have the seal, Bernie or something seal. Uh, does Oakland have one? Oh they yeah, have you the, said elephant. They have the elephant. Yeah. Yep. The Padres have one. The Angels not have one. They do not have one. They do not have a um, team official mascot. And oh, then the see, last... you cut the you cut the window down on me. I'm I got the Angels in the outfield arms going here. Okay, uh, but I I will say this. Um, I do have one more question about the angels in a second, but so the Dodgers, the angels, and then one more team doesn't have a mascot, an official team mascot, and they play um, somewhere in the East coast. You claim to be a fan of this team. Oh, the Yankees, the Yankees, they do not have a, uh, they do not have an official mascot. They did have one uh, years ago. Uh, they went to whoever created the Philly Kinetic, and they asked that same those same people to create a mascot for them, and it looked exactly the same, except it had this wild, like, orangish red hair and, like, a sideways <laughs> Yankees cap. And Yankee fans were like, no, no more. So that, that, that lasted very – that didn't last long at all. So, yeah, so those three teams don't have mascots. Every other team does have a mascot. Um all right, so the Indians mascot, I was going to put up a picture here. I didn't. So it would have helped you out probably. Uh, what is the name of the Indians mascot? Is it Blooper, Ace, Slider, or Stomper? And I already told you Stomper is Oakland, so you kind of narrowed it down to three. Blooper, Blooper, Ace, and Slider. Slider. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they... Uh, their mascot's named Slider. Um, so the Angels, like I said, they don't have a mascot, but they do have an unofficial mascot. Uh, I don't know how, uh, if you were watching back when they, they won the World Series um, against the, the Giants back uh, 2022. Um, so they do have an unofficial mascot. And what do you think the name is? Is it the Rally Fish? The Rally Angel? The Rally Monkey? Or the rally bird? Rally monkey. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, look at you. All right, so the, I, the I remember monkey... that one. For yeah, some rally reason, monkey. rally fish was like, I'm like, oh, it's rally fish until you said rally monkey. And then I was like, duh, come on, yeah. grow up. I tried to trick you, but then Trout wasn't even playing um, in 2002 when they won the World Series. But 
you know, trout, fish. I try to try to throw a little a curveball on you, but uh, nice. yeah. So the monkey uh, was a mascot, kind of. The the rally monkey was uh, when the uh, in June 2020 when the Angels were hosting the Giants. Uh, the team was trailing in the ninth it, uh, inning, and the video board operators played a clip of a jumping primate from Ace Ventura, head detective, with the phrase rally monkey. And then the, the Angels scored two runs and won the game. And then that really took off when they won the World Series in 2022. Or, sorry, 2002. Uh, <laughs> 2002. It's, it's 2002. Back in 2002, when uh, they won, when, they, when it helped them with the epic comeback when they're down 5-0 in game six against the Giants. And they were able to come back and win that game and eventually win the World Series. So, yeah, that team witnessed the the birth of the Rally Monkey, although it is not their official their official name. But, yeah, so interesting. Um, one more here. What mascot has the scientific name Canis Manta What the Fluffalus? And I am going to throw up a picture here so you can look at them all. So we got the Rays mascot, we have Philly Fanatic, we have the Indians um, slider, and then we have the Braves mascot. I can't remember off the top of my head what his name was. Uh, you want the name again? I, I found this hilarious. It is um, uh, Can Canis Manta. What the fluffalus? What the fluffalus? I have no idea. So the Rays Raymond, as my cat is moving my camera everywhere, Rays Raymond, their mascot, his scientific name, of obviously made up, is Canis Manta What the Fluffalus. And I think What the Fluffalus is a, a word that I'm going to have to put it, insert into my vocabulary now. I think it's going to yeah. um, make make its way in there, which I've never heard of before. But um, obviously, I am definitely down with that. So um, the options were. Uh, that I had shown him for those who you know, can't see the video or the, the picture was Braves blooper, Indian slider, Philly fanatic, and Raymond, uh, the Rays mascot, who is a, again, this man what the fuck was. So yeah. Uh, very interesting looking at those, 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 those uh, mascots, because some of them are, you don't know what species they are. So yeah, the Rays discovered a species and that is now their mascot. So Cool. Next thing, if you ever hear Cantus, Canis Manto with the Fluffalus, and I'm going to say that forever now, what the Fluffalus is uh, the mascot of the Rays, and his name is Raymond. All right, so moving on, let's kind of wrap this up. Um, good job, Mike. I feel like you did really well. I wasn't expecting you to get Rally Monkey, um, so I'm, I'm proud of you. Do you yeah, know no, you... Uh, that the Cardinals have a Rally Squirrel? Mm -hmm. No idea. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I can't remember the the uh, the exact meaning behind that, but I do. If you would have asked me, I would have got that one correct. Um, someday we'll I'll go back and look it up because I'm actually kind of curious now. But yeah, so that's going to end it for that segment on the the mascots because I think we've talked enough about mascots. I'm actually a huge fan of them. I think they're the coolest thing ever, especially if you have young kids, you want to see them around and uh, when they're interacting with the players, like stealing cards and stuff. I think that's cool. So. Um, but yeah, so looking ahead to next series, I guess this series, um, do you have an update on the score for the, the Brewers and the, uh, it Rockies? is still five to nothing. We are in the bottom of the sixth at this point, Eric Yardley is on the pitch. Uh, so I expect that, uh, score to change here shortly. 
Um, not in our favor? No. No, not at all. Uh, currently, the Brewers have three errors tonight. The Pittsburgh Brewers? Yep. Uh, let's see. What do we all got right. here? Um, did you see that? Urias that has a throwing error. Adamas has Brewers. a throwing error. And Woodruff has a throwing error. And Narvaez Adama has a pass Sneaky ball. He has a lot of errors. Oh, right now? Yeah. Adama no. Sneaky has a decent amount of errors right now. It just, I mean, I'm not really worried about it because his offense kind of covers it up. But a yeah. uh, question for you, actually, real quick before, and you don't have to go long in this. Do you think the Brewers uh, front office council, and do you think they need to stop, um, maybe shift their focus from defenders? Because that's what their whole deep, their whole offseason was defense. If you look at Jackie Bradley Jr., Colton Wong, um, Eric, um, Travis Shaw, who is decent, a defender at third. Do you think they need to focus less on defense and maybe find some players who are just average defenders but can actually hit the ball? Because if you look at all these, I mean, Colton Wong's doing his thing, but with the exception of him, I mean, I feel like a lot of these players are uh, struggling a little bit. Yeah, and I think we kind of saw that, um, you know, with the Adamas move. There are other shortstops available that are better defenders than him, uh, but he's a, a bat first kind of guy. Yeah. Um, we saw that last year when they went after Omar Narvaez. He was a bat first catcher. Um, you know, after having Grandall around, who was you know one of the better defending catchers, so we kind of saw that change there, and it was almost like they were willing for a couple of years there to just not really assign a guy a position or care what position he was. Just uh, get out there and play. We'll figure it out um, after this, ha you know, happens. So I think they they went for more versatility, but also to get some solid gloves, shore up that defense up the middle. Um, you know, I think I would guess because it was a later signing with Jackie Bradley Jr. There must have been something with Lorenzo Kane that they saw in camp or uh, spring training that they knew that they were going to have to have another, you know, gold glove quality outfielder for him, um, which is going to be huge offensively. I think that's where we'll see them focus, um, at, you know, as the deadline approaches here, looking to bring in another bat more so than another glove or another arm. Uh, we're seeing them make some moves for arms. I don't think we're going to see a blockbuster for an arm. Um, you know, it, it just won't happen. Um, but they'll keep trying guys out, like you said, kind of piece the rest of this bullpen together and figure it out from there. But definitely going after a bat first guy at the deadline is going to be something that we'll see, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully third base. And there are options we've talked about. Uh, Donaldson, um, I, I would like them to see to get Corey Seager. I think he'd, he'd do well. I feel like Donaldson would do well, do well um, but he has so much money on his contract. Yeah. I don't know if that's even possible. Yeah, but... that, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and see what's on deck here coming up in the next um, or I guess this current season uh, series, as I was saying. Um, game two, we have uh, Burnsy versus Antonio Senzatala, which is a, it's a pretty sweet name. I love an Antonio. Like, I think that's a cool name. But uh, Burns is three and four on the season, ERA of 227. Um, last week, he had a weird game where he struck out. Um, nine or sorry, he struck out eight, but he only went four innings. He walked three batters, gave up nine hits, um, allowed three earned runs, and he didn't he didn't go deep into the game. But 
like I said, he still struck out eight, which is which is you know typical, but everything else seemed kind of. And I know this was also on the the where when everyone was starting to talk about the whole um, substance and stuff. And I don't I don't know if that's really affecting him, um, or not. Well, I guess we'll see how he continues to pitch if he you know if this if there's a decrease in spin rate and all that stuff. But I know I saw his name pop up here and there as as pitchers who. Um, were potentially using something. I don't know if he was using sticky tech or spider tech, whatever that is, but he probably was a, uh, a rosin and um, sunscreen kind of guy, like most pitchers were. So um, hopefully he can kind of bounce back tomorrow. And Senzatella is definitely, um, he's better at home than when he's on the road. He has a 3A3 three, three, three ERA at, at Coors, um, but a 6.94 ERA on the road, which is funny to me because I feel like the opposite would be true, playing in the ele- uh, elevation at Coors, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Any thoughts on that game? It'll, it'll be nice to see. Up, hopefully, Burnsy can bounce back. Um, you know, we mentioned earlier, your favorite pitcher is using something. Uh, every, yeah. Everybody's got something, whether it's you know is just the rosin and sunscreen. And I think that that's you know, if pitchers when this first started, you know, really being brought to light, if pitchers would have backed off the spider attack at that point, and you know, went back to, okay, we're just going to use the rosin and sunscreen or, you know, something mild just to, to get that grip um, rather than looking for something to get that advantage. I think that would have been fine. Um, and they probably would have just brushed it away and it would have been fine for a while. Uh, but instead the MLB had to jump in and take drastic changes. And like you said, Burns hasn't looked real strong since, since that came down. So we'll see if he can bounce back here. Didn't realize I was on mute. Um, yeah, so game game three, we have Adrian Hauser. I feel like we really got to win tomorrow because I don't know how how oh Hauser's been pitching well. I don't know about Lauer, but Hauser he's four and five with a three six two ERA. Um, he's only given up four earned runs in his last three games. Uh, Austin Gomber has um, a three five four ERA. He's one of the better pitchers. He's six and five on the season. Um, in his last seven games, he's four and one with a one point two eight ERA with forty one Ks. Uh, forcing slider curveball uh, changeup, so he has a really good curveball, and that's his best put away pitch. Thirty one thirty one point five percent as his put away pitch, and then his slider at twenty five percent. So um, half of his you know his putouts are on on the breaking pitches. So the Brewers are really going to have to watch out for that, and hopefully they can. He can leave um, maybe a hang hang a slider or two and see if we can get one crushed in that atmosphere, which I was hoping. We'd see some tonight, but I guess we can wait another day to see some uh, some epic home runs. I think I would love to see Daniel Bogobach get into one here because I feel like he can just crush it. And then he would Remember, probably be winded just running around with this atmosphere. Oh, don't dog Danny Wheels like oh, that. Oh, Donnie, I'm not dogging my boy Danny Wheels. And I, I turned on him. And like At first, I was not a fan, but he's starting to come around. I'm starting to come around on him and uh, appreciate what he does. You were saying? Uh, no, I don't know if what? you. I don't know if you saw me a couple seconds ago, holding up six. It is now six to nothing. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's now seven to nothing. Oof. Like I said, Eric Yardley's in the game. That score is going to change. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate, but uh, we'll kind of scratch this one. I feel like when he comes in, he's like our white flag of the season. You know, just all right. Well, we'll yeah. he's in. Let's uh, let's see what we can do. But. Um, 
yeah, hopefully we can get a Lauer. Or sorry, Hauser. He's been he's been pitching well as of late. So it will be interesting to see how he does and if he can keep up the momentum that he's had so far. Um, game four is where I'm kind of. It's going to be two pitchers who are struggling. Uh, Eric Lauer. He's one and three, five eighteen ERA in his last seven games. He's zero and three. Some of those were starts. Some of those were um, as a relief as a reliever. And he has an ERA of six eleven in the last seven games. Um, and he's allowed 19 earned runs. So he has not been pitching well. But on the flip side, uh, Chichi Gonzalez, he uh, he also has not been uh, pitching well. In his career, in 38 starts, he's only won eight games, which is uh, has to be frustrating as a pitcher. I don't know if that was you know due to run support or just, just poor pitching. But um, this, this season so far, he... Uh, in his last seven games, he's allowed 26 earned runs. And some of those were in relief as well. So um, he, like Lauer, has been pitching and really in, uh, pitching as a starter and a reliever. Um, and he is in the bottom third third percent of expected slugging and average against. So teams are just teeing off on him. So hopefully the Brewers can uh, can tee off and hopefully Lauer can keep them their bats at bay so that that may be a high-scoring game, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. But other than that, I mean, those are the those are the starters, um, the projected starters, and at at minimum, we got to split. We we can't lose this series. Yeah, especially going to Arizona next, um, it would definitely be huge to get get two or three here, and then go down to the desert and snag a bunch. Yeah, Arizona scuffling. They, I think they lost. Did you see how they lost against the Grand Slam against the Giants? They almost did not make. I think they they matched the record uh, or beat the record for a losing streak on the road. So they almost broke their record, or they almost won, and then the, the Giants came back and hit a Grand Slam. So they're just bad. They're just bad. But uh, well, anything else before we wrap it up? Any thoughts you uh, have on this past series, this future series, Banana Babies? Anything that you want to discuss? Yeah, I was just out? trying to find the find the tweet real quick that I saw sure. earlier today, um, but I'm not able to find it right now. The Brewers mm-hmm. starting pitching, I believe it was they're leading the league with the most games uh, going into the seventh inning with one hit. It was either going into the seventh inning or through seven innings only allowing one hit. They've done that eight times. The next closest is the White Sox at four. So, I mean, this this starting rotation has been fantastic. I know they've had a, a few clunkers here and there, but it, it's absolutely fantastic, uh, better than advertised. It, it'd be nice to see this offense get going. Yeah, if you can imagine them with just some, maybe one or two more offensive players who can just swing the bat well, this they can go on a, they can go on a run. So, I... Uh... I'm hoping they can make a trade sooner than later with the with the trade trade deadline coming up in a couple of weeks here. Um, I maybe a little bit longer than that, but it's coming up quickly, and I feel like they would it would behoove them to make a a, a trade sooner than later, just to kind of get as much as they could, you know, from whatever. Oh, absolutely. Or, well, or especially game, so. especially if you're going to go after a guy like Seager who has an opt out uh, that triggers with a trade. If you can get him, and he's going to opt opt out at after the season, at least you'll get him for more than half the year. Um, yeah, I don't think he's yeah. opting out. He's older, and with the free agent market, how it is in the last couple of seasons, 
like same thing with Jackie Bradley Jr. He has an option opt out. He's not opting out the way he's played this season. Like the Brewers are stuck with him for the next possibly. I think they have a mutual agreement on the third year. If they're not going to keep him three years, but they're stuck with him for the next season. I'm pretty sure. So he needs to start hitting and and quickly because he's he's becoming a liability on the offense. And we can get into that maybe next time we talk. Um, but let's let's end on a, on a positive note, which. Uh, I guess we don't really have right now because the Brewers are losing. But well, we do have ending on a positive note, yep, because one of our um, frequent guests here, hmm. Wendy, is at the game tonight. It's the first time she's seen the Brewers play ball. I think she said since 2019. Uh, so her. shout out to her being there. She's still keeping a positive attitude. She said the nachos tonight get the win for her, regardless of what happens in this game. She is always a ball of positivity. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Wendy enjoying uh, a weekend with the Brewers there in Denver uh, and, and getting some good ballpark nachos. Glad to hear that. Yep. Shout out to Wendy uh, contributor to our podcast often. And um, we do appreciate whenever she is on. So, uh, well, as always, thank you for listening to the walk and Up podcast uh, again, presented by our friends at blue wire hustle. Take a moment if you have not subscribed and uh, like our podcast, give us a review, find us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Um, you can find our podcast at Twitter. Our handles on, are up on the screen. If you don't see them, it's uh, Castro 22 as well as the Todd V. Um, yeah, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up and uh, we'll talk to you guys the next time.